there, you're listening to Mud Hut podcast brought to you from a little place called England in the United Kingdom, an island at sea. Enjoy today's podcast coming at you from the seaside. Coming up in today's episode, we have ambient sounds from the harbour here at Poole. We, oh, did I mention I've gone to the seaside? I've come out of the city, gone along the motorway and hit the beach. We're having a bit of a heat wave here in England and also coming up on today's show, on today's podcast, is more ambient sounds from boats and water and cats purring. How about that? Also, a little commentary on my viewing of Glastonbury and what I've heard from the sounds of Glastonbury. You're listening to Mud Hut, and here is today's astrological transits and ephemerides for today, Monday the 1st of July. Sun in 9 degrees Cancer, the moon in 23 degrees Gemini, so that's Cancer, Gemini, energy, moon and sun. Lots going on, lots of information, lots of emotional ambiguity. Still with Mercury in two degrees, Leo, still very on early on in Leo. Got Venus and Gemini still. It's 27 degrees, so we're nearing the end there. Mars in 29 degrees, Cancer. We've got lots of signs in between Cancer and Gemini energy. So that's Sun and Moon in Cancer Gemini and Venus and Mars in Gemini Cancer. And then one, two, three, four, five, six energies in retrograde there. So today is, I would say, a kind of a mixy-uppy, communicative-y day where just the simplest things you might not be able to see that's looking right in front of you. It's right there. Take your time out there, people. It's a lovely day. It started off a bit overcast and I went along to Bournemouth today and it was quite busy, people out and about. And there does seem to be a lot of juxtapositions between people who are, you know, I think there's there's no good way of saying that, you know, sort of unloved part of the community. There's people who are busy working, people who have, you know, don't really see these invisible people I went you know my I love my charity shops I went in to find which charity shops were in the neighborhood and I went along to the I found that there was a Samaritans and a Red Cross both quite close together I'm quite surprised there's not a lot more charity shops in Bournemouth um, because there does seem to be quite a lot of closed shops there 
But these areas are, most importantly, um, areas where people can find a way of having a regular chat with somebody it's a community space especially the Samaritans one I thought they're very nice in there and it wasn't too branded and it wasn't too corporate and it wasn't all about making money which I feel is really lost in the corporate world of charitable business and as we were walking across the big square there in Bournemouth there were about 15 charity chuggers they're called but really that's more to do with making figures and targets work for these corporate charities um, and I do 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 da 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 like the smaller more grassroots charities and I, I would recommend if you're listening to my podcast and you're in the Bournemouth area to go on and pop on down to the Samaritans charity shop there and lend them your support because there really are a stuff to the rafters rummaging type of charity shop where if you're buying secondhand clothing no matter where you are whether vintage high-end vintage online shops to lower you know scabby charity shops you're going to wash your items anyway so it is what it is at the end of the day but I don't think I've ever been to a Samaritan's charity shop and I think that that would be a great considering the last sort of 10 years of austerity have has led us into all of these statistics where you know people on the street are suffering and you can see that and it's a lovely day today and it doesn't have to be like that anyway I thought I'd just give you my transits for today and my little story on my walk around Bournemouth looking out at the sea so beautiful and then beyond the sea from from the top of the hill there you can see lovely English winding hilly countryside with the fields all patchy and different colours it's lovely that clanging that's the cast wires on the little dinghies here the boats at the Parkstone Yacht Club Sunday morning you'll probably get this segment on a Monday that's the ambience of a, all the boats clanging and the wind it's quite windy this morning yesterday it was just completely scorching there was quite a high wind and so we're off on the boat today. We're going along out of the harbour onto the sea. Not quite sure which part of the coast we're going to end up. Water looks quite, quite active. Lots of boats out there, lots of sailing going on. Let's tune in with any news as it happens.
Do you want me to interview you? boat engine slowly going into the water as we go back into the harbour. section I'm going to talk about post Glastonbury weekend. I uh, was just scrolling through YouTube because on the on the headlines, you know, that have been dominating the uh, media is Stormzy getting the whole crowd, maybe a hundred thousand people, to shout "fuck Boris." Oops, f Boris. Just in case that's uh, going to offend anyone out there. Um, so I was like, oh, I want to see that. And then I saw a tweet today that said, um, oh, um, Stormzy wearing a stab vest is, is glamorising. It's just like, uh, do you know anything about Stormzy? Do you know anything about his imagery and his approach to his music? It's, yeah. Anywho, I really was like, okay, I really want to see Fossey Bop at Glastonbury and you go on YouTube and you can't find it. And there's this little clip of a um, iPhone clip of somebody's telly. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll click on that. And it's got like half a million views because I don't think it... And there's a comment saying, um, I've been looking 24 hours for this clip. I don't know why, but it's it's very limited to find the clip from Glastonbury of Stormzy, like the biggest, probably one of the biggest moments of Glastonbury and you can't find it anywhere this tiny child has videoed it and he's obviously stayed up at night and he's singing along and he's captured it and he's called Fortnite Crow Fortnite Cow anyways here's the cat purring for a bit of ambient noise the cat purring I wanted to also give my two penneth on the Sunday night extravaganza couldn't get the words out just at that point um, 
the last band to play on a Sunday night at the Glastonbury Festival there on Pilton Farm with, of course, The Cure. And I'm hoping everyone enjoyed the set. Um, it, from where I was sitting at home here, was a blinder. All the songs, two or three songs from each album at the beginning, from 17 seconds to In Between Days to Disintegration to Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, and then all the hits in the last half hour. And it was just a very, very awesome vibe. Robert Smith looking really, really genuinely chuffed. And I have to say, my sister and I haven't rocked out quite like that probably for about 20 years. So I'm going to thank The Cure for that amazing family experience there after a few pomegranate gins on a Sunday night. Just watching the Glastonbury Festival like we would have actually have gone there. Would it have been, you know... We, we went there in the early 90s, back in the day. And then I volunteered there with Waterade, but maybe we'll go next year for the anniversary. Let's see how that goes down. But thank you so much, The Cure, for such an amazing ending to the Glastonbury Festival. The last 10, 20 years, I really haven't had that much interest as to who's playing out on a Sunday. That was that was proper proper British music and entertainment the way it should be. Yes. You've reached the end of the episode six of Mud Hut. Thank you for listening to the end of the episode please do find me on instagram at ashadc or on twitter or both at ashadc1 i've been mud hut thanks for your time till the next time <laughs>